620 live so that we may all speak boldly then jesus said unto them verily verily i say unto you moses gave you not that bread from heaven but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven for the bread of god is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world then they said unto him lord evermore give us this bread and jesus said unto them i am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst this comes from john chapter 6 verses 32 through 35 here although we are going to cover verse 36 as well i'm not sure how many of you have noticed it but something about this world just has us infatuated with soft drinks whether you call it soda whether you call it pop whether you call it soda pop soft drink or here in the south you refer to everything as coke it doesn't really matter what you call it but yet we have an unhealthy fascination or infatuation with these drinks and the majority of it is because they're sugary and delicious but you know it seems like recently the the diet drinks or the zero drinks have been increasing in popularity too and depending on who you look at who you research and read no soft drink is healthy or some of them say that the diet drinks are healthy some of them say that the regular drinks are healthier than the diet drinks it doesn't really matter just giving you a little bit of information here it doesn't matter what they are in either whether it's the old glass bottles whether it's a plastic bottle whether it's an aluminum can or whether it's straight out of the fountain me personally i've drank from every one of them i do believe the glass bottles get colder beyond that the canned drinks get colder than the plastic bottles do and when getting from a fountain drink i don't want any ice because the drink itself is already cold and you're helping out the business by filling your cup up with ice but again it, it doesn't matter what container it's in it doesn't matter what flavor the world as a whole prefer soft drinks over water now also in recent years there has been some really good water flavorings that have come out that i particularly enjoy and i was once so one of those people that drank sweet tea and by sweet tea i mean like roughly 70 bags and maybe three cups of sugar if not more you know depending on the size of the pitcher and you know but the older i got the the less and less that i like it due to health reasons and it causing pain but over the past probably seven eight years i've really gotten into drinking h2o uh water you know sky juice <laughs> whatever you want to call it but you know the, the flavorings help 
a lot as well. And, and despite all that, it, it doesn't really matter whether you get, you know, a name brand bottle of water, a generic brand. Although I do personally stay away from Deer Park because I'm just not crazy about drinking water that has a picture of a deer beside a river on it. Um, no, no, nothing against them. I mean, they could be great water. I don't know. It's just the the mental image that I have. But in, in trying to get back to the, to the point of this here podcast is that we love our soft drinks. You know, we, the sports people, and those people are trying to be healthy, and after they get through working out, they want Gatorade, Powerade, Propel. You know, they want something to hydrate themselves with and to replace their electrolytes. But we as a people like to remain hydrated. We like to drink something, whether it is the soda, water, or, you know, a electrolyte-replacing drink. While we enjoy being hydrated, that's only the physical aspect of our bodies. We stay physically hydrated, but yet we're spiritually dehydrated. Let that sink in just for a moment as you, as you think about that, that while you, well, sipping your coffee, sipping your water, whatever it is that you may be drinking on as you listen to this, are you getting spiritually hydrated it's my hope and prayer through this podcast that you are you know I, I with this podcast I of course want to spread the name of Jesus I want to you know go through here and learn things about the Bible for my own you know education but hopefully it helps you out as well and gives you you know something to think about and to grow and and to research but you know that's that's really just part of John chapter 6, verse 35, because we have something else that we need to concentrate on or look at, and that's the food aspect. We, we've come across thirst, but let's look at the food. Before we get any deeper in here, let's look at physical food. You have McDonald's, you have Burger King, you have Taco Bell, Arby's, Hardee's, and one of my personal favorites, Chick-fil-A. I mean, can you go wrong with the number one with lemonade and waffle fries? I mean, maybe a little pack of hot sauce, you know? I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with it. All right, so that, that, that's fast food. Let's look at a, a sit-down restaurant. Um, you have Golden Corral, you have tons of Chinese food buffets, you have all-you-can-eat restaurants, and you have a really good favorite um, that I've only eaten at one time, the Boston Lobster Feast. Now, I say that those are sit-down restaurants. They are buffets, so you do have to serve yourself, but Let's look at an actual sit-down restaurant where you get waited on. How about Applebee's, Red Lobster, 
another personal favorite of mine, and Cracker Barrel. I mean, the chicken strips with the sawmill gravy, biscuit and cornbread, hash brown casserole. Thank you very much. You know, now, let's look at a, a little bit different kind of place. What about the Huddle House? What about the Waffle House? What about any mom and pop or hole-in-the-wall restaurant? Americans, and I'm just going by Americans here because I'm not sure how the culture is in other countries, but I do know that the Bahamas does have a Burger King, been to it, you know. But Americans in general have an absolute fascination with food. I can understand this because I am overweight. Um, I'm fat. <laughs> you know, I love to eat. You know, I could lose weight easily if food didn't taste good, but if food didn't taste good, I wouldn't eat it. I'd find something else that tasted better. Despite where you eat, despite what you eat, your body needs physical food. None of us can deny that. You know, you can get nourishment from a Boost or Ensure or Slim Fast or something like that, but your body craves to actually chew. I've been there. Whenever I was wired shut, I could not wait to open my mouth and chew on something. Yeah, I think I may have even got to the point where if you'd have boiled me a leather belt in a pot, I think I probably would have gnawed on it and swallowed it, you know. But either way, we love to eat. We love to spend money on eating. I also love to cook. So I spend money on seasonings, on different foods to cook, on new pots and pans and things to make things easier. Although I wouldn't ever go with the perfect pancake thing to cook omelets because that just, that just made a mess for me. But we love to eat. We love to spend food and money on food. Uh, I wish we could spend food. I don't know. I wouldn't ever buy anything, but we love to spend money on food. Um, cooking it, buying it, whatever the case is. We love to eat. And the majority of Americans are overweight. However, the majority of Americans are spiritually malnourished. You know, we're spiritually dehydrated. We're spiritually malnourished. That's a major problem. How, how can we fix this? How can we become spiritually hydrated? How can we become spiritually nourished? Well, that's easily said, but harder to do. Because all we have to do is get into the Word, talk to Jesus, pay attention to Him, listen to Him. Yet... Why is it so difficult? Because we claim to be so busy. We claim we don't have time. We claim it's too hard to understand, yet we don't want to put forth the effort to understand. I've said before, I'll say again, it's very difficult to be a Christian. You have to put effort into being a Christian. But you know, just like Jesus told the woman at the well and he told the people here, Jesus is the bread of life. 
And I know that physical hunger will still continue. That's our bodies. That's the, the flesh and blood that we have. It still hungers and will still need to be physically fed. But what about your soul? Are you spiritually feeding it? Are you spiritually giving it something to drink? You know, and while our physical hunger is provided by whether you fix it at home or go eat, spiritual hunger is satisfied in Jesus. Those that believe in Jesus find that their thirst is quenched. Those that believe in Jesus find their spiritual hunger satisfied. You know, I probably have a really unhealthy fascination with buffets. I, I just love them because I love to eat. Did you realize that Jesus is an all-you-can-eat spiritual buffet? And it's all up to you how much do you eat? What do you eat? You know, I'm not going to read John chapter 4 verses 5 through 15 here. I will you know, let you reference that on your own. But it's a story that we all know about the woman at the well. But I want to kind of set the scene here a little bit, as I'm sure other, you know, um, people who have talked about this have done. Jesus is tired from the journey that he's made to this well. He still had a physical body that got tired. You know, while he had the 100% God that never got tired, he was also 100% man, and it's really hard not to get tired. Um, let's say it's impossible. You can take all the caffeine that you want, but you're still eventually going to crash. But Jesus here is weary from the travel, and I can't help but think that Jesus had like an ulterior motive here for being at the well because everything happens in God's time and is planned out by God because he knew that this woman was coming to the well to get water. But now this is not just any woman. This is a woman of... Mm, a nighttime kind of nature, an ill repute, um, loose morals, whatever you want to say about her, she she was not the ideal person, you know, and and she was coming to the well to to get water for her house, and this was actually the well that Jacob, you know, the father of Joseph and the tribes of Israel, um, had actually dug. The disciples had left to go into the village to get something to eat because they were hungry and all from their journey. But Jesus stayed at the well because he was, and I put this in air quotations here, thirsty. You know, I, I do believe that he wanted something to drink, don't get me wrong. But I also believe that he was there so that he could talk to this person to wow this village but also so that we would keep talking about it today now look it's 2023 as i record this the year 2023 and we're talking about this that happened way 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 back when i'm not gonna say 25 million years because well 
you know, that's just how it goes. But way back then, they talked about this, and it was probably the height of conversation there for a while. But, you know, we're still talking about it now. But back to Jesus at the well. He was more or less using this for a witnessing moment, in my opinion, rather than getting something to drink. But he was talking to this woman, not of liquid H2O, of liquid water that you can touch physically, spill, and drink. But instead, he was talking of himself being the living water. While she was thinking regular water, he was speaking of the living water. And as I mentioned earlier, physical thirst will return. But Jesus satisfies the spiritual thirst. You know, she she wanted this water, but she was thinking it was physical. Jesus is mentioning and meaning the spiritual water. You can get all that you want to drink at the well of Jesus. All you have to do is ask and be willing to absorb it. Now, I want you to look at at two words here. And just two words. It's three letters. Four characters when you count the space in there. I am. Now, what does it mean for Jesus to say, I am? Well, when you look at it, he's proclaiming and claiming equality with God the Father. Now, we know there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is claiming equal footing with God the Father by claiming that he, by, excuse me, by claiming the I am or saying the I am in this verse. That is huge. And in lots of eyes back then of the religious sect, it was sacrilegious. It was hypocritical. It was uh, maybe not hypocrisy. Maybe that's not the right word. But it's blasphemous. Now, Jesus, he didn't care. You know, he would tell anybody that I am. He would tell anybody that he is, you know, God's son. He's 100% God, 100% man. You know, and we as humans, flesh and blood, not divine, because we are 100% flesh and blood, and not 100% divine, we cannot claim to be on equal footing with God. Because, you know, by ourselves, and, you know, like meaning each of us individually, or even collectively, without God, we cannot do anything. Uh, I'm sitting here at a desk made of wood. I, I didn't create the wood. I didn't build the desk. I didn't create the wood. Where did the wood come from? A tree. A human may have planted the tree, but who created the first tree? Oh, that was Jesus. That was God. Okay, well, 
just say, just say that a human could have created the tree. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. What did he plant the tree in? The ground. Where did the ground come from? Who created the earth? The ground. Oh yeah, God did. There's no way that any of us can do anything for ourselves apart from God. We could not feed ourselves apart from God because God provides the animals, the vegetables, the food that we eat. And since we couldn't possibly feed ourselves apart from God, we definitely could not feed the entire world. There's no way. If we couldn't do ourselves, how could we ever hope to feed the entire world? But not only feeding, we couldn't even water ourselves apart from God, let alone give the world even a sip or a drop of liquid. We could not do this without God. It's, it's impossible. You know, and yes, I know I'm talking about the physical food and drink here. You know, that's impossible by ourselves, let alone trying to do it spiritually. There's, there's no way possible. You know, like I said, all that we have here, whether it's this desk that I'm sitting at or it's your phone or electronic device that you're listening to or you're sitting at a restaurant drinking coffee, you know, all of that comes from God. And since we cannot possibly do physical, then the spiritual is way beyond our means. But let's, um, let's start closing this out with John chapter 6, verse 36 here. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believed not. Many of us will choose to, to know God or to believe God but not know him. Now that there's a difference, you need to believe him, you need to know him, and you need to accept him. Because even the demons in hell know who Jesus is. The demons in hell believe who Jesus is. However, they are not repentant and they do not accept him into their souls. We've learned today that we cannot do anything. And I mean that like, a-N-Y-T-H-I-N-G. We cannot do anything apart from God and his help, his provisions. So why is it that we try to fill our whole, the holes in our hearts or the holes in our lives with drink or alcohol or drugs or, you know, or food? We try to do all this to feel that void, to feel that hunger that we have, that thirst that we have, but yet the only way to truly do that, the only way to truly be fed and truly get your thirst quenched is by Jesus. So let's do that. Let's eat from the Jesus menu. I'd like to take this time to invite you to Sparks First Baptist Church in Sparks, Georgia. Sunday services begin at 9.30 a.m. with Sunday School, followed by morning worship service at 10.30 a.m., and evening service starts at 6 p.m. 
Wednesday services start at 7 p.m. and you can find these services if you're unable to attend on the Sparks First Baptist Church Facebook page. We would love to have you join us. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, it means a lot to me. I just ask that you please like, share, rate, review, and if you want to keep up with each and every one of the podcasts, be sure to subscribe as well. You can visit us on the web at www.620lifepodcast.com. Again, that's www.620lifepodcast.com.